Hi there, I'm Jack Bull, your host, and welcome to the Hole-in-One Golf Podcast. I'll be talking with some interesting golfers from around the world, as well as covering many other golf stories. Please reach out to me on any of the social links listed below in the show notes if you would like to be on the podcast, share stories, or connect. Joining me is an incredible athlete and professional golfer from New Zealand, Phyllis Metty. Phyllis is the world record holder for the longest drive by a woman ever at an incredible 413 yards long. Phyllis has been the very best in the world and has won the World Championship of Women's Long Drive an amazing three times. Hey there, how you doing? Hi. Hi, thanks so much for talking to me. How's it going, Jack? Yeah, we're all good. How are you, Phyllis? I'm good, thanks. Cool. So are you in Auckland at the moment? Yep, I am. Yep, at home. Nice. What's going on? Here we go. All right, cool. Yes, I'm back home. Um, what else is going on? We just, I got caught up in lockdown, really. The, yeah, of course, the week of yeah. lockdown, I was supposed to leave. Uh, we went into lockdown Wednesday. I was supposed to go on Sunday. And then I thought, oh, I'll just wait like another few days and just see what happens. And then Monday, the announcement for lockdown was oh, wow. happening on Wednesday. I thought, well, I'm not going. Oh, were you meant to go? So you're going to fly back to America, to the USA? Or? I was. Yeah. Yep. I was supposed to go back yeah. to Atlanta um, like at the end of March, I think it was. Like very end of March, maybe like the 27th of March. And we went into lockdown on like the 28th. Oh, gutted. <laughs> And I thought like, oh, three days, you know, like lockdown's yeah. only going to be a couple of weeks and then yeah. it'll be done. <laughs> well, it was only done for us and it wasn't done for the rest of the world. And obviously with the COVID numbers in Florida today hitting 15,000. Wow. Yeah. There's no chance in heck oh that I'll be going back anytime soon. I'm, I'm glad that you stayed. You, you were still here at the time then because it wouldn't have been very nice there now, would it? I don't think that. No. no. It, and the virus doesn't seem to care about hot weather. No. Yeah, America, it's, yeah, I think there's still a lot more coming along there, isn't there? So, yeah. No, I think we're pretty lucky. I'm really glad I'm, I'm in New Zealand at the moment. It's a great place to, to be in that. Yeah, where is your exit from? Uh, so, originally, I'm from Wales uh, in the UK. Okay. And I've lived here now in New Zealand for about seven years now with my family. Oh, awesome. Yeah, so it's a very beautiful place to live. Um, so, are you, are you originally from New Zealand then? I am, yep, born and yeah, raised. Cool. Yeah. Very good. So have you been doing a lot of training and stuff um, during the lockdown or has that not been able, you've been not able to train or? Oh yeah. Um, yeah. I did train. I was able to, so I did a lot of, obviously with um, what you get used to of going to the gym and stuff like that, you yeah. realize oh, man, who needs gym gear <laughs> until you don't have a gym to go to. Right. So I'm lucky enough over the years, uh, my dad collected, Yeah. my dad, invested in you know weights and stuff like that yeah, but cool. also it gave me an opportunity to do a lot of just fundamental movement stuff uh body weight exercises those kinds of yeah. things so that five or six or seven weeks that we had to you know make use of being able to do that actually really helped when it when i got back into the gym oh cool and now it's been a long while where i've actually had to be had, had to being able to do like fundamental movement skills and then get into strength stuff um which is heavy lifting which is kind of yeah. what i've been doing lately and then um you know moving into another phase because usually i'm home for five months yeah and the first month is like resting and catching up with family <laughs> yeah, and then i'm kind of like yeah, cramming in the rest of it oh, hoping wow. that all of my fundamental stuff is on court on point yeah. otherwise i'm going to get injured during the strength yeah, phases course, yeah. so it's nice to be home <laughs> yeah your sport your sport just looks so brutal, you know, brutal on your body um you've got to be super fit haven't you to well for like the guys this. yeah i mean the way that they swing it yeah but for us <laughs> you know um not saying that we don't work hard but a lot of the strength training stuff that we work on is more so so that we don't get injured oh got it it's, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and more so for like consistency yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, some of the girls like Chloe Garner, our current world champion, she's, she's a crossfitter and she is like man strong. <laughs> she's so strong. 
I mean, do you think that, I mean, like, what do you think is the most important component for you? Like, or is it just a good mixture of it, all of the technique and the, the you know, the balance and the strength and other, you know? What's the most I think it's about having good fundamentals, like really good basics. Um, so like a good setup, posture, grip, those things are really important because yep. they set you up, you know, for whether you're going to swing it good or not. And then, um, like gym wise, I think it's really important to be um, strong enough to carry yourself. Yeah. So, I mean, I know a lot of the guys, they can bench press and squat and deadlift like ridiculous amounts. But if you can, you know, if you're able to at least lift 75 to 90% of your own body weight in legs and then half your body weight and upper body strength, like, you know, uh, bench press, um, I personally, I feel that um you know you're far better off that way and you work on everything rather than just trying to get stronger legs or just trying to yeah. get stronger upper body <laughs> get stronger generally over your whole body yeah. and it helps everything else just kind of it helps things fall into place yeah so i mean you've got to be a good athlete haven't you i, I noticed that you're you you've got a really good history a strong kind of um history with athletics haven't you like oh up. yeah 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 well you know what i was never ever as strong as valerie adams but um well she's she's you know, like an all-time legend but did so you sorry you did shot put did you i yeah i did the shot on disc wow um and i was at high school i think val was just leaving high school as i was coming into high school oh. but we used to train alongside each other in the circle at mount wow. smart stadium when she was training with kirsten yeah. hellier and uh, at that time, I was working with Les Mills. Yeah. And, um, like, the, the like, Les Mills, so he's the guy that started the gym chain, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. He was the mayor. I think he was, like, Auckland mayor in the early yeah. 90s. So um, she was just streets ahead mm-hmm. of where I was. At, 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 in my age, respect, you know, at yeah. that time. Um, but, again, she had the girth and the height and the strength behind it. She's I like superhuman, to... isn't she? She's just like six foot four and, you know, well, she's huge. amazing. <laughs> she's and amazing. God. She's beautiful. And she can like, <laughs> she has such grace in the circle. It was, an, it was just so nice to watch. It was yeah. really an honor and privilege to be around her at that time. Definitely, yeah. Um, but yeah, I wasn't as big as she was um, <laughs> back then. I mean, I topped out at 5'11". At <laughs> and um when i first started bench pressing like i couldn't even barely bench the bar oh wow so i i had to start i wasn't very strong in the gym and i'm still not um as strong as i guess i could be but i'm able to move weight and move in a way that allows me to hit the ball as far as i can and you know that's i'll take that for now yeah, so I mean, you just basically, you played, you were just involved in a lot of athletics for you. Because did you go to the Junior Commonwealth Games? Or I did. Yeah, the um, Youth Com Games in 2003, I think it was. Mm. I would have been 16 at that time. Uh, or just turned 16 at that time, yeah. Um, so that was awesome. We went to Bendigo, Melbourne. And oh. I competed in the shot and discus. Yeah. And at that time, in the discus... Actually, I think Danny won both, discus and shot, but um, Danny Samuels, who is now Danny, I can't remember her surname now, but she's a a world champion and Olympic medalist and uh, Com Com Games uh, gold medalist in throwing. So we were in around the same time. But again, like she was just streets ahead of me, man. Like, Wow. Wow. So you yeah. competed with the best in athletics and then did you, and then what other sports did you play apart from athletics and stuff like that? Um, I, did, I played netball. Wow. And I did outrigger canoeing or waka armor. Yeah, that must, and, that's, that's a really tough sport, isn't it? Just any, any kind of canoeing or rowing is really physical. Um, yep. Yeah, it is. It's very physical. <laughs> it's good fun. Yeah. I get to um, I get to paddle alongside my family and friends, yeah. and it's a really good way for us to all catch up and, you know, stay physical at the same time. And, you know, like like I've got a lot of golfing friends and stuff like that, but I also have lots of friends in the other sports. So oh, cool. it's nice to be able to jump on the canoe 
and yeah. uh, go for like a five or 10 K pedal and get off and enjoy it and enjoy the water. And yeah. It's pretty big sport here too, isn't it? Like I know quite a few people that compete in that. It's uh, one of the top, I think from, I'm going to throw this out there because it was at one stage, it was one of the fastest growing sports in New Zealand. I mean, just sport, sports crazy in New Zealand though, isn't it? Like everyone does some sport or other, I think like. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. And we, you know, we as a country, we kind of punch above our weight oh. in a lot of things. Massively. Right? Massively. So say, yeah, coming from outside, man, it's, it's incredible the amount of, you know, talent in New Zealand really, but. Oh yeah. Everything's a race. Everything's a competition. Yeah. Um, yeah but i just and i like how you do those sports sorry i I, mean, I was just gonna say i really like how you do all those different sports you know you did athletics and you did you know canoeing and you did netball and then i oh, well yeah. i mean i didn't even ask you about golf i mean clearly you must have played golf at some point did you how did you get into golf and yep i did i um my dad got me into the game so oh, cool. my uncle my uncle introduced golf to my dad and like most afternoons after work, they'll be like, come on, we're going to golf. <laughs> oh, cool. And then my dad realized, you know, like golf lessons yeah. were on, um, where, what do you call it? Golf lessons were on at the golf course that he used to play and practice at. Where, where was and that? What, what club? I was think it? it was Chamberlain. Yeah, yeah. No, I played there. And so then it was like, well, we're going to golf on Sunday. She's got yeah. lessons. What he'll do is he'll, Dump me at lessons, go play yeah. nine holes and come back. Oh, right? nice. Yes. So it was like a win-win, but not That's really a win-win awesome. because my mom came home and she was like, oh, how was your time together? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was good. <laughs> well, no, I mean, he's, you, he left you with the, with the pro or whatever, didn't all the group of kids having a lesson though, didn't, yeah, he was probably watching on. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But, you know, like usually you sit there with your kids and you watch them and then you complain at them like, hit the ball good, hit the ball straight. Uh, no, he was pretty cool like that. He was kind of like, well, you go do your thing and enjoy it and I'll go do yeah. my thing and enjoy it more. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, were you serious about golf, like from a young age or was that something, did it come later, you know, after the other sports or were you always into no. golf? You no, no. My dad forced me into the game. <laughs> I wish I had one of those cool oh, stories man. where I always wanted to be a golf pro golf. when I grew up. Yeah. So, <laughs> it wasn't like that at all, oh, no. but I learned yeah. to love the game. I learned to realize that um like i was able to play the game pretty well um i could hit the ball well i had pretty good control on my ball flight at that time yeah. at a young age um and then when we stumbled across world long drive or long drive yeah. and went to world long drive championships and won then i was like well this is a career that I could possibly have, you know, it's got a lot of opportunities. I can either play it. And that's really what I wanted to do. By the time I got to about 15 or 16, I was like, I really do want to play. Yep. Um, and also, you know, it's not just about being able to play, but you can administer the sport and manage and, you know, you can do photography. I, I did photography at school. So it could be like sport photography, yeah. all sorts of things that, you know, the sport, not just, the sporting industry, but like the golfing industry in itself had within it. Um, yeah. yeah. So I thought, well, this is a, for me, it was kind of a no brainer. Yeah. And saying that I still really love playing netball. Um, and that's another thing New Zealand's amazing at, isn't it? Netball. I mean, they're, they're like the ladies champions, aren't they? So they're amazing. Yeah. And then I also had the hard chat with Les, you know, by the time I turned, I think 17 or 18, he was like, well, you know, if you really want to be doing this seriously, you've got to be throwing it at least two or three times a day and you've got to be in the gym at least twice. And, you know, we need to catch you up, you know, in the gym just to get you stronger. And yeah. (laughs) It's quite good though. Having that advice. It sounds like you, you grew up alongside, you know, some pretty, pretty well-known kind of mentors and stuff and um, rivals as well, like with Valor and all that. Yeah, I was like really blessed, and thankfully I was never ever a rival because I had no chance against Valerie anyway. <laughs> I don't but, think anyone does um, though, to be fair. But anyway, or, or Beatrice Fomwina, yeah. she was she is a legend. Um, yeah, I just 
I'm really lucky and I'm also really lucky to have had parents that uh, weren't shy to put the pressure on and keep the pressure, keep the pressure up there so that I was able to do better and excel. Um, so now, and you know, like I guess the real world being an adult and stuff, um, you know, hard things still, that's still hard, but you have the attitude and, uh, mindset to push through it and just yeah, you know take one thing step one step at a time and just chip away at it rather than be like oh my gosh what are we going to do <laughs> well that's cool like um i mean you must be pretty glad that you that you got more into golf though you know because you've been obviously been very successful like of what you do haven't you so well i've only been more successful in the last like five years in the last five years <laughs> Um, yeah. yeah so like you make it sound like you just did you just li- literally you you just gave long drive a go and you found out wow i'm actually you know hitting it the longest pretty bad how did, you, how did it go yeah so my first world long drive championship first worlds that i went to was, was in 2006 yeah and i was 19 and i won wow and then i went twice after that and i came second and i lost in the finals in both i don't Still a little bit bitter about that, but it was nobody's fault on my own. Um, And then I went out and played on the tour for a long while and tried to get some status in different places. Um, Oh, like is it? So you turned professional. You turned professional. Oh, you were sorry. I turned professional. professional. Yeah, I I had to turn professional because I took the money in '06 when I won my first world champs, right? And then. I got myself on the tour. So was that on the Aussie ladies? Or? Oh, Aussie ladies. Yeah. How did you? On the Aussie out? ladies. How did I find it? Yeah. How did it go? Like. It was really interesting. Like in the la- in the first four years of playing on the ladies tour, mm. I um. I learned that college golf was a huge factor as to why a lot of these girls are, had turned pro. Big time, yeah. Um, it, it was like the best stepping stone that you could take. Mm-hmm. Um, I also learned that, you know, for a lot of these girls, like they play on the tour full time. Aussie tour plays in the off season. So, you know, right. like all they're doing is really just like collecting more money. Oh, so they're European pool players and they might come European and yeah, LPGA and girls that come around. Down. Yeah, and yep. they're just yeah, it's it's real tough, isn't it? Because then you're just trying to get into it, and they've already yep. come off a full season in Europe and all that. Yeah, and no, I met I met quite a few uh, European ladies players when I was in Wales because they it was on we were on a stop one of the tour stops. And, oh right. Yeah, and there was like heaps of you know Swedish players. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a couple of New Ze- there was a couple of New Zealanders um, on as well, but um, yeah, you could tell it was a very high standard, and it was hard to make money because. That's the other thing yeah. I was going to say is like, even if, if you weren't winning or top five or something, you know, you probably didn't make enough break even. So no. it's a nightmare. It's a bit of a nightmare already, you know, if you weren't winning every week, like. Yeah. And that's like, that's the thing that um, I came across. Like for me, it was like an endless grind. I wasn't used to, I didn't like losing and I wasn't very used to it. No. <laughs> with you know with regards to a four-hour game versus you know throwing for a good 45 minutes or playing an hour game of netball yep or you know those kinds of things it was like a marathon that I'd never ever run before and I was so unfit I just didn't have the concept of the game like in my hands strong enough to be able to excel when i needed to and i would play you know some good rounds and then i'll play some some hard rounds and i'm like same person same set of golf clubs like the golf <laughs> course hasn't changed it's just a different day but that was that you know that's the nature of our wonderful game mm-hmm. so uh it, yeah i've been a member on the aussie ladies tour for about 10 years now um and then and so in 2015 my dad passed away of cancer and I stopped playing. Like I was supposed to go to Chinese Q school and I did and I missed by probably five or seven shots. Um, yeah, it must have been really tough. And yeah, it was so, uh, it would have been about 
three weeks after my, we buried my dad on the islands, we were in, yeah. my mum and I were in China and 14 months before we lost my dad, we lost my grandma. Oh, nice. She, yeah, she passed in her sleep. And so, you know, my mum and I are sitting on the dinner table in China mm-hmm. thinking, well, who can we call? There's no one at home to call that we usually call. Yeah. Uh, so that was tough. I had yeah, to go right. home. I had to be around my mom and I stopped playing golf. Mm. I went into full-time work and I ran golf at a golf club in Auckland. Um, mm. Finished my degree at AUT. Um, yeah. I graduated in 2016 and thought, well, what the heck do we do now? <laughs> like I'm, I finished yeah. studying and I'm working full-time and I've got a bit of leave up my sleeve. I was like, well, why don't we go back to the World Long Drive Champs, Mum? My mum was like, well, we could go to America. I was like, yeah, nice. to compete in Long Drive. She was like, really (laughs) yeah yeah i've been keeping an eye on the sport for the last couple of years you know and uh every now and then i get a high and vibe you know from my friends in america that i used to compete with way back when and we went and uh yeah that kind of kick-started a lot of things for me and you know i'm just i'm grateful (laughs) I think if there's anything that's come out of it is just the gratitude that I have uh, for making the most of time. Yeah, for sure, yeah. uh, And for um, making the most of what you're good at. And it was nice to find (laughs) find that that love for the game again. Yeah. Yeah. So I, yeah, I just, I, I appreciate every moment that I get to be in the industry and I get to share my story and I get to compete because sometimes, you know, you just never know. It might not, might not last forever. Well, no, that's amazing that you went back. That was, that was a pretty brave thing to do, wasn't it? You know, to go, to go back there. And so obviously, I mean, you're glad, glad you did it. I mean, had, had things changed a lot in that time in, in those years? Like the get, had oh, it changed yeah. or uh, had it moved on? Like? I think the culture had changed mostly. Yeah. Um, back when I was, and, you know, like in 06, 07, and 08, like I was 19, 20, 21. Um, I was still really, really young in the industry. Yeah, of course. And um, a lot of the guys that were competing at that time were all, I guess, I want to say traditional golfers. They, like, they were right. just really traditional, right? Mm. You respect your elders, you respect <clears throat> the champions. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you have like a certain competitive respect for each other that I found um, quite obvious when I was younger yeah. versus now. It's kind of like, well, crap, if we don't know you, we're just going to dismiss you. Oh, no. And it's not until yeah. I kind of went back to my first world championships and a younger brother of uh, Mike Dobbin. So Mike Dobbin was the 2007 world champ. Mm. His brother, Mitch, um, recognized me he was he, like he remembers you. <laughs> yeah right. and he was like girl where have you been like so good to see you so he missed you man uh, yeah versus like some of the new girls i mean i it, it wasn't a big deal either at the time but you know some of the girls are kind of like well i don't know you but i guess i better introduce myself and i just <laughs> i was like really appreciative like thanks for saying hi wow i haven't been here for ages the last time i teed it up was literally in the 2008 world championships yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> you know like eight years down the track i'm back at my first world championship and yeah it was an experience that's for yeah, sure that's pretty crazy coming back i mean did you had you managed to put on distance though because it looks like you got longer though in that is that the equipment or have you just kept working harder and yeah i had to so i won in 2016 and what happened was in my in my last year in the final against chloe garner who was our world champion now yeah. um i eight balled her i hadn't hit past 300 yards all day and uh i had to i, th- I think i had to beat three or four or three or five Yep. And my last ball, I wasn't really hitting the ball that great, but um, I got a hold of my last ball and I just thought about my dad right beforehand and I could just hear him going, you know, hit the ball, just hit it. And so I hit it, I flushed it. My ball landed at 3.05 and it bounced out to 3.11. Oh, 
Nice. And I just, I jumped. It was like the biggest shock ever. Because before yeah, that. It's, it's a cool video, man. That's so cool. <laughs> two weeks before World Championships, Chloe had hit like 380s in wow. Utah, I think it was, in Salt Lake. Oh my gosh. How am I supposed to beat this girl? Yeah. Um, but yeah, over, over the years, like 2017 was a tough year. Uh, I had... What do we have? Two thirds and a two seconds and a third, I think it was. I wasn't, yeah, two seconds and a third, plus a world record that year. So I had to do a lot of work. <clears throat> Went back to the gym, changed the way I thought. Uh, 2018 was a better year. I had two wins, um, a top eight maybe, two wins, top eight, and two. A second and a third, I think it was. Yeah. So um, I got it got better progressively, and then 2019, like at the end of 2018, I started working with Jacques Nokia at North Shore Golf Club, and we hunkered down on some technical things that we needed yeah. to tidy up and just you know fixed a lot of the leaks in my swing. And 2019 was a great year. Wow, is that when you built? So I I read like you you got the world record you know, or two world rec, you've got both one and two longest drives ever, didn't you? Was that? Oh yeah. Yeah. So, um, in 2017 at four or six and then in 2019 at, at the first event, I went in the final two, which was awesome. Um, I think I went four or eight and then four fourteen. That's just yeah. insane as like for someone for, for non-long drivers that you just can't get my head around that. You know, I just can't know how you can hit it that far, but it's amazing. Like <laughs> hey, it's incredible. Man. You just, Absolutely. and this is like long drive becomes an art, right? Um, yeah. I think it's in anything. It's like whatever you start to really get into or what you're really good at, it becomes a science or it yeah. comes, it becomes like an art and you appreciate your art and you, fine tune it and fine tune it and then you have <laughs> understandings of the different types of conditions and like we had a tailwind yeah. uh, during that day and not even the guys were able to capitalize on like low altitude wind behind us hard grid mm. that's weird yeah, you, you yeah. said I, I was reading up on it and it said that you would have come second over I oh, know it said that you came second to the guy, didn't you? You beat all the other guys. Oh, well, no I hit it longer than the guy that came second yeah. in the final. I wouldn't have beaten him, but, <laughs> you know, that, that was just, yeah, I was able to maximize uh, the conditions at the time. And my ball rolled out longer than who came second. It was Tim that came first. So it might have been maybe Ryan Steinberg, maybe. I can't remember yeah <laughs> wow that's incredible like um i mean why why couldn't they capitalize so i mean obviously you've got to keep it on the grid haven't you that's that's a hard thing as well as get the power but like why couldn't they hit it could they not hit it high enough or straight enough or which what well, you could do uh, in the game of long drive we always think about trying to hit like high ball low spin right yep but then we're going to get to some places that require a bit more spin. So, you know, like, I mean, in, in Arizona where we were, we were about a thousand feet. Yeah. A thousand feet above sea level. So it's not as if it was hugely above sea level, but you need a bit of spin in the air to hold the ball in the air so that it can fly longer. Right. Is so if you, you don't have, because like? I saw you look like you were hitting a draw. My, my natural ball flight is a draw. A draw yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I come from the inside and I kind of whack it up like a top spinning shot. So that, yeah, that's that's my. Um, that's perfect. That was enough for a long drive, I would say. It, it is, and I find it easier to control. Not the hooks, but I find it a lot easier to control a draw than I do a fade. Um. Yeah. I've always hit. Uh, yeah, I've always hit a draw. My dad. Uh, kind of ingrained it into me <laughs> from a young age you know, hit a draw hit a draw it goes longer draw. yeah for sure so, yeah go figure i mean do you feel like because <laughs> like, you're a golf because you're a proper golfer right you know like you're a pro golfer do you feel like that helps you as well um 
or is it yeah. almost or can be a hindrance yeah it does yeah it does it does um you pay personally i feel golfers pay a lot more attention to the conditions yeah so and you try to use it to your advantage you know mm. and so when you have a tailwind right you tear it up and you let it go and then when you have a bit of a headwind, you know, to swing it a little easier. Mm. You know, the, the good old sayings, yeah. when it's breezy, swing it easy, right? Yeah, yeah. It's the same thing. But it doesn't mean swing it easy means swing it slow. Swing it easy means swing it smooth so right. that you can get it off the middle of the club face yep. and still hit the ball straight. The moment you start feeling the wind and it's in your face, you're like, crap, I need to swing this harder. Yeah. <laughs> I need to swing this like... I need to tee this down, and what what teeing it down does is it ultimately it creates a bit more spin. And then when you have a spinning ball into the wind, it's just going to go nowhere. Go nowhere, yeah. And then like sort of vice, vice versa. How how do you feel like um, you know if you go on the golf course to play back to playing golf? Is that like a completely different sport for you? You know, when you're playing on the golf course compared to when you're playing trying to do long drive. Oh, well, you know what? I actually. I understand the game far better now yeah. and I have a better appreciation for it. So uh, I think it helps. Now I do. And uh, you'll see that Bryson DeChambeau is making the most of being able to hit bombs and pitch it in. Um, but yeah, I personally, I find it a lot easier now to play the game than I did before. I just need to work on the second shot to the hole. Yeah. <laughs> But like, did you? I mean, obviously, hitting it as far as you do is—is is, do you feel it's a big advantage for you when when you go and play golf? Yeah, you know, like, yeah, yeah. It's so much nicer to hit a wedge into the oh, green course, than yeah, it is like <laughs> five iron. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I enjoy it, and now that I have a better understanding, I am able to hit the ball slightly straighter, so I can control where my ball flight's going, and you know that's what makes the game fun, especially on the golf course because you've got obstacles that come up come up and you play the ball around those obstacles and that's what makes it fun if not you're chipping out oh well <laughs> yeah i noticed you played you played whitford park didn't you a few weeks ago i think and i, I played there about a month ago yeah and that's pretty tight like i i struggled to the fairways around there so oh i love it there it is good i was a part of my uh my previous coach used to coach an academy out there a yeah. korean academy and so I used to jump in, obviously not Korean, but they still took me with two, two arms, opened their arms and were like, come here, we'll help you. So I spent a lot of time out there and I really enjoyed the course. I don't find it that tight, to be honest. Um, but that's, I guess that's how it is when you see it a lot. I guess you're going to carry all the treat. You're going to carry all the trouble though, aren't you? <laughs> well, sometimes, sometimes. Sometimes my ball goes in there still though. <laughs> but yeah no it's got good greens isn't it it's real nice and smooth um the greens are the bomb the bomb wow they are so good they were so fast the other day <laughs> so what i mean what sort of score would you be shooting you know if you were taking it serious like if you were focusing on your trying to shoot a low score you know would what sort of score do you reckon uh, you get? i'll be happy with a couple over so you know like two or three over i'm okay with Mm. Um, and then at the moment, my bad rounds are sitting around like 81, which just, you get the odd double bogey or triple bogey in there. Mm. You can't quite convert those birdie putts. That's what, you know, that's kind of the difference between, uh, like a half decent round versus a very average round. I guess you're not really working on your short game that much though, are you? Cause you're, you're obviously focusing on, you know, uh, yes, I am focusing on long drive, but I still enjoy going yeah. out there and chipping balls and putting balls. Yeah, I still, I really do like, you know, sitting on the range, pitching balls to a target. I love that. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I find that it actually really helps. <laughs> um, it, it doesn't just help with being able to win shoes against my friends, but it also helps with, um, with the setup of yeah. my backswing. Like a miniature swing then kind of thing. Cool. I mean, like how, how, how long do you think you, how, how long do you think you'll compete in long drive for? Is it just as long as see how it goes, you know, for a long time or have you got plans to go back and play on tour again or what do you just? Well, I have a lot of people in my inner, inner circle that are like, you should go out and play on tour again. 
I guess if the opportunity came up to go yeah, to school, excited. or yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'd love to go and mm. just enjoy it. I, I think <laughs> we forget, you know, when we start taking things seriously, we forget to enjoy the process. No, I know. Yeah, people do, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. So, and I did too. So, I, if I got the opportunity to go back to Q school again, yep. I'll do it. And I'll just really enjoy being there rather than trying to put so much pressure on myself to say, well, this is your everything living. Mm. Uh, and I think that also comes from a bit of experience in the industry too, is that, uh, you know, if you are able to enjoy what you're doing rather than doing what you love, doing what you love is not always the best thing because it becomes too serious. But if you enjoy doing what you love, yeah. then yeah, that's that's important. And saying that, like in terms of how long I'll go stay in long drive for, uh, for as long as I can, I think. As long as you can keep near the top, right? As long as you keep winning. Yeah, until someone knocks me off my block, yeah. then yeah, uh, I'll do that. And but also, what this has done is it's given me a platform um, to have a voice yeah, and sure. speak up on a lot of the issues that we face as women in golf. And I mean, like Polynesian women in yep. golf from New Zealand. There's you not know, many. That's another, there aren't any of us. I can't think, yeah, I was going to say, I, I, I can't think of many, unfortunately. Um, and so. That's awesome. You've got a voice, you know, yeah. everyone knows who you are, right? Don't they? Cause I mean, like you're, you know, you're like the world record holder, right? So, of yeah. and you're a professional as well. Yeah. So. So what, I mean, what, when you say if like, if you don't mind, can you just like elaborate on that? I, I read your article, you know, where you had obviously put your hand up a few years in and said about the prize money. And I obviously like, I, I don't know, I'd never really heard about it, but it sounded extremely unfair. You know, it just sounded terrible. Well, so, you know, in terms of having a voice, like for growing the game was always in the forefront of my mind, yep. encouraging more people to do it. And I'm not saying, you know, jump on the long drive tour. I'm saying, you know, well, try out a qualifier. Yep. Go to a local event. Try swinging at the driving range. Perhaps <laughs> go to like a nine-hole clinic with a PGA coach at your local golf club. Try those kinds of things first. And if you like it, then pursue it. For sure, yeah. Um, with regards to, you know, how we compete and the difference in purses, like for long drive, I wasn't necessarily talking about like equality, like same, same, because it's just not, we don't have the same numbers as the guys. We don't bring in the same amount of eyes as the guys. However, if we can narrow the gap to something a little bit more uh, relative in terms of long drive, because we're all televised, we have the same amount of TV time as the guys. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Right? So it's the same. It is the same. It's not it's about like the trying tennis, to get though, right? eyes. The, the tennis, the tennis they, obviously, they, they get paid the same prize money now, don't they? Because they've said exactly the same thing. Like, hey, we're all on TV at the same time. Same tournament. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, I, I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, is it, is it just, is it kind of falling a bit on deaf ears so far? Or are they starting to really? Oh, well, them? you know what? It, it is a conversation that started. Um, it's going to take a long time and a long while. And even though long drive has been around for over 40 odd years, yeah, it's still in its infancy stage. So like a mainstream that, sport, like. yeah, with that being said, like, I think we need to grow as a sport. We need to initiate and grow grassroots. Yep. Um, and that's the best way that we can find some of the best hitters. Cause it's not for women, especially it's not economical to drop let's just say from New Zealand, right? To draw $1,400 for an entry fee. Wow. $2,000 for a return uh, that's $1,400. Yeah, that's a lot of money. $2,000 for a, a flight. And then you've got like another five or $600 for accommodation to go to world championships. Wow. It's just not economical if you don't, if you know you might not win. But if you know you've got a chance and you might play somewhere that will get yeah. paid, then people will take the risk. But at this stage, not a lot of people will do that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so what got me into long drive is that my mum had seen a lot of my numbers on the golf course. I was actually hitting those numbers in meters of what the girls were hitting 
on the long drive tour in America back in 2005 and six. Yeah. So that's what gave my mum the uh, confidence to pay that money and go and see. It's still a massive commitment, isn't it? I mean, um, but good on her. Well, like, I know about that at that age. I know. So how, how sorry, how was you were, you were 19 and you could hit it, you were hitting it like 300 yards then, were you? Yeah. Almost, yeah. Yeah. But did people must have must you must have like noticed, you know, you were way longer than anyone else, you know, and confident uh, past everyone. I don't think at that time, personally, I don't think at that time uh I don't think at that time New Zealand golf was ready for me. Mm. It sounds like yeah, I mean I just I, I you know, it was yeah, kinda yeah. like, well yeah, she hits a far but chipping and putting or you know, they, there was no like, whoa, you've got this. Now let's get that. Like you're chipping your short game. Yeah. Get this home in and you'll be this, that, and the other. It was never, ever that. And saying that too, also, I was playing out the sport. So yeah. Yeah. I, I, um, I don't know, but I know that they are ready for me now. We are in an industry and time where long drive has a place in the industry. And yeah. it's an important part to grow in the game because golf, Golf on the whole worldwide is on the decline. Yeah. No, I think it's getting more. It's getting more and more popular, isn't it? Like you say, and um, just distance generally is a big thing now, and people are hitting it further, and and then yeah. Yeah. So you yeah. think there's a place to Yeah, technology's taken a huge. Um, a huge part in the game as well. Yeah. You know, a lot, of, it's so funny. I've had some guys come up like, you know what? I'm hitting the ball way longer now than I was before. And I'm like, yeah, but clubs have changed. Exactly. <laughs> Balls have changed. Your swing's like, worse, but your club's better. <laughs> yeah. You have a club that fits you better. It's like, you know, running yeah. a marathon on shoes that don't fit. And all of a sudden you get a pair of shoes that yeah. fit. You don't have calluses. You don't, you know, you don't, squint every time you you take a step because your foot's comfortable so yeah. that's exactly the same thing do you, you must get that all the time right do people come up to you and say oh hey how do i hit it as far as you or how do i hit it further or what do i do just any little tips you know what what do you say yeah to yeah i um i do get uh the odd um person coming in like hey you know how do you hit the ball longer or you know, how can I get more power in my swing? And like the first thing I say is you swing it faster. Yeah, that's, that's a good one. I like that. Flat out, faster. like just hit it harder, swing it faster. And everyone sits back and they're like, oh yeah. Like what have I been doing before? <laughs> and then, uh, <laughs> oh, that's cool. and then, yeah, but then, like, for ladies, especially ladies, I always talk about, like, uh, having a strong core on the inside. So strong on the inside yep. and loose on the outside. So we always talk about, like, uh, squeezing our tummy and sucking in our butt, our butt yep. cheeks. Um, that always helps, you know, uh, yep. if you, if you want to liken the swing to it, like a crack whip or your body to a crack whip, right? Mm. You're strengthening the stick, cool, which yeah. is your inside core, right? For the guys, it's like loosening your grip. Like less is more, guys. They, oh, because a lot, like, a lot of guys, they just hold it so hard, don't they? They're they're trying to crush it, yeah. With their and then they can't actually swing it, can they? They just that's right. Like, yeah, I always talk about like less is more with the guys, and for the ladies, it's like stronger is better. <laughs> stronger is better. No, that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, I've been up. Um, I used to go up to JK's all the time. You know, the golf world, but I never, yeah, I never awesome. saw you there. But um, how many balls do oh. you hit there then all the time? So I was hitting up to about five or 600 golf balls a day, sometimes up to a thousand balls a day, most wow. in America. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, you know, when you, when you have to practice and you get on with it, you don't even realize it sometimes. And then sometimes <laughs> it's a drag. Um, yeah. JK's world of golf was like a second home to me for a long time. And they've no, looked after setup. like my whole long drive career. So the, oh, wow. you know, been of the guys over there have been awesome. Like yeah. looked after me since 2006. Um, and they still look after me now, but I don't really have no, that many point. driver balls anymore. Most of my gear is up in America. Yep. Uh, it's just too cold to be hitting balls and threshing balls. Otherwise you're going to be breaking clubs. 
So, <laughs> so when when you're hitting a thousand balls, are they all drivers, or are you hitting variety? Nah. Yeah, more so like a mid iron. Like in my mind, this is how I feel. Uh, if I can't hit like my irons, good. Or what makes me think I'm going to hit the driver good? So I work a lot on like my basics. I work yeah. a lot on ball contact, and I work a lot on my tempo. Cool. Yeah. Well, it must be obviously works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's working. I mean, so what are your plans now the rest of the year? And, and like, um, you just, are you just going to wait and see when long drive comes back or have you got any other plans? Also at the moment, like I've, I decided to upskill, like yep. I've come to the realization that um, I won't be going back to America very soon. And yeah. so I've actually um, applied to do a PGA bridging course yeah. with the PGA of New Zealand. Oh, cool. So and like teaching? So, uh, yes, teaching, teaching. club footing. Yeah. Oh, wow, yep. cool. Yep. So while I'm home, I'm also doing an extra bit of study and upskill and also, you know, uh, affiliate myself with a world-renowned organization like the PGA where I can take that oh, back cool. overseas. And that way then also, you know, it yeah, it shows like a lot of my colleagues in America, like my hitting colleagues, that it, I don't just hit the ball far. Yeah, you know like, the whole game, right? Inside out. and I can teach it yeah. and I have the qualification to do so. I mean, I, I could probably teach now. I have a degree and a diploma already. But I do believe in the PGA and I believe in the organization and I believe that, you know, it is a good organization to be aligned with when trying to grow the game. Yeah, no, I think you're going to have a lot of people want lessons off you. They want to, you know, want to. Fingers crossed. Yeah. No, I think they would. You would big time. <laughs> if, if they can hit it, you know, a bit further as well, that helps. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. It just makes the game a bit more enjoyable. But okay. the one thing that I really, uh, I really love helping people out with in the game is being able to, like make use of what you've got already. Yeah. Most people that want to play a draw don't play a draw. And then you ask them, you know, like how often do you practice? Well, when I can get to the driving range. So, you know, two weeks <laughs> later, have you been out to practice? Well, no, I haven't. I haven't. No. <laughs> okay. Well, this is what we're going to do. We're going to go out on the golf course and we're going to aim up the left-hand side of the fairway and it's going to fade back into the middle. And they come back in like after the weekend. <laughs> wow, I played so well. I hit so many fairways. I had so much fun and I beat my mates. <laughs> and they're happy. And they're happy. I'm happy. They're happy. It's, you know, it's a win-win. I, I saw some that you teach, you want to teach though, because obviously a lot of good players and uh, top athletes and that, they, I don't know, they're kind of, you're either like a coach or a player. You, you're not normally both. Oh, from what I've seen, I don't know, but obviously you're. Yeah, I, um, I guess it's, through my background like I've always wanted to help grow the game I think my parents also who are coaches yeah. and were trying to you know they they enjoy getting out there and being a part of a sport and so my mum and netball my dad and paddling uh I guess it's just become second nature that I want to help the sport that's given me so much too you know yeah, and it's um it's like giving back there's this like cool quote from Muhammad Ali uh, now that I have to remember it, I've forgotten it. It's like um, service to others is your rent is your rent is like paying your rent on earth. Oh wow, that's awesome. So yeah, uh, it's 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 about being able to not just serve yourself, but serving others is also self serving for me. And being able to give back is just like it's an honor. So do you, would you, do you see yourself doing like clinics and stuff like that or, or just coaching, you know, clubs and. Um, yeah. I so in between events during the long drive season in America, I do clinics and exhibitions. Yep. Um, I'd like to establish myself a little bit more in one place while I'm over there. That way then I can also open open up opportunities for our college kids that or, or like our high school kids that want to go to university in yep. America. You know, I want to set up a base there where they can come in, they can use the equipment. 
Um, we can have trackman numbers, gears numbers, any kind of uh, stats that college coaches might need, you oh, know, wow. in preparation to scouting these athletes. Yep. And, you know, also give them a place or a base that they feel comfortable um, coming into a new country, a big country, something that's different with a different culture, and just kind of getting used to, um, you know, being in a place and also have someone there that will care for them and look after them and make sure that, you know, they're going to be safe or, you know, it gives parents peace of mind too if of they course, need yeah, I know. Um, someone else there to help them. Yeah, I mean, I think you're right. I mean, a couple of guys I know, um, they're PGA um, teaching pros and they, they basically want to try and help people get out to America. That's normally the next step that they, you know, get them to do is to apply to colleges and stuff like that. And um, yeah, they think that's the best place for them, really, you know, if you want to turn pro and all that. I think so. Yeah. Yep, I think so. I think that's like if we could have someone on the West. Like I know uh, Doug Betty. Doug Betty, uh, he's he's a PGA pro in California. I know they're on the West Coast, and you know I don't really know many Kiwi coaches that are on the East Coast, uh, like coach coaches. But I know that Craig Perks is yeah. is in Florida as, as to uh, Frank Noblo. I wouldn't be surprised if those boys go to Connecticut because. Golf Channel HQ have has yeah. moved to Connecticut. Yeah. So yeah, I'd like to be that connection on the East Coast at least. Oh, I'll def. I would definitely if I would definitely back you. <laughs> I'd <break> Thanks for sure. <laughs> if your young kids are like on their way up, just remember Auntie Philly will be on the East Coast. No, I will for sure. And I think having that connection is really important, isn't it? Because. Um, yeah, you need, like you say, you need to go from this point to the next point and then on to the next point. Um, yeah. And you need to, you know, have yeah. those links and stuff. Yeah. And, you know, like I, I want to give parents, especially our Polynesian parents, yeah. you know, peace of mind. And even if they're not coming in for golf, you Could know, if it's anything. rugby or volleyball, or whatever yeah. it is, give them peace of mind to say, hey, look, this is a good school. They're going to be competing. And the one thing that's really important is that education is going to be fulfilled. Yep. So, yeah, that's, that's where I want to be, like, maybe in seven to ten years' time. But uh, um, hopefully the, I think there's a few more world titles in there, is there, with long drive? Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Well, I'm sure. I'll always give them a good run for their money. Oh, big time. Oh, well, look, like, thanks so much for talking to me. It's, it's incredible. Like, no yeah, it's been really interesting talking to you. And it's been fun. Thank you. Yeah, real fun. Yeah, I know your story's amazing. I think it's so cool. And I think you've still got a long way to go as well, haven't you, with winning more world titles and coaching and getting your PGA and yeah. stuff. So. Yeah, we'll see how we go. But uh, so far, it's been a very enjoyable journey. And uh the moment that I stop enjoying it is when I'll, you know, I'll stop. <laughs> sure. Well, when you, when you come get your PGA, I'll, I'll definitely sign up for lessons. <laughs> awesome. And my, awesome. And my friends and family will definitely come along. Oh, uh, that'd be cool. All right, cool. Well, look good. All best of luck with it. I'll definitely be cheering you on and watching and, uh, thank you. Put a close eye on it. Thank See you, you very much. Thanks so much. Nice Bye-bye. Bye.